So today, the president has declared uh, a national day of prayer, and I'm going to join with other churches around the nation and just read that declaration to you in, um, in kind of a, uh, an act of unity. So just listen to this. Um, in our times of greatest need, Americans have always turned to prayer to help guide us through trials and periods of uncertainty. As we continue to face the unique challenges posed by the coronavirus pandemic, millions of Americans are unable to gather in their churches, temples, synagogues, mosques, and other houses of worship. But in this time, we must not cease asking God for added wisdom, comfort, and strength. And we must especially pray for those who have suffered harm or who have lost loved ones. I ask you to join me in a day of prayer for all people who have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic and to pray for God's healing hand to be placed on the people of our nation. So Heavenly Father, we stand before you today. God, we um, have been through a lot this past week. And Lord, we declare that even though this virus is a threat, Lord God, and it's spreading fast, Lord, we are going to spread hope faster. Lord, we're going to stand on the rock of Jesus Christ, which is an, a solid rock which cannot be moved. And Lord, we worship you today. We, we're here today. Um, some of us are here as representatives of our family. Some of us are here because we didn't know where else to go. We're here because we need a little bit of normal. We're here because we want to worship you. Lord, we just pray right now, we stand together with churches all over the nation this morning, declaring to you, Lord, that we, we need you, God, in this moment. We don't know why this is allowed, but we do know, Lord, that when these things happen, your name can be glorified. Lord, you, you don't um, keep even suffering from your own son. And Lord, we know that Jesus suffered so that your name could be glorified. So Lord, we just pray right now for all of those first responders, the healthcare workers, all of those that, that have this virus, those that have um, lost loved ones, Lord, we lift them all up to you, Lord God, and pray that you would bless them, that you would give them peace, wisdom, and everything that they need to accomplish your will, Lord God, in this world. We pray, Lord, that we would begin and continue to bring heaven to earth in this time. May the church rise up. Lord, this is when we can lead. This is when we can be the confidence in the room. So God, we pray that you would allow us to be that light in, the, in these dark places in this dark time. And Lord, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate you today. And we're gonna it, we're gonna fill up our tank with faith, Lord God, and we're gonna cast all fear away because you have not given us a spirit of fear, but Lord, a spirit of power and love and a sound mind, Lord God, and self-control. We thank you for all of this, Lord God. Bless this time as we're together. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You guys can be seated. So God, we just ask you to open our hearts um, and our minds to what you have to say to us today. Um, Lord, like we prayed earlier in the service, Lord, how we have the opportunity as those who follow you, believe in you, trust in you, put our feet on you, Lord God, as a rock, solid, immovable. Lord, I pray that, that our hearts would be open to how we can um, be that light um, this week and today. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Um, so I would love to just interact with you for a second. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the five things uh, that the early reformers uh, really 
kind of like grounded their movement on um, many years ago. And so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, to God be the glory alone. And God gets the glory you don't, right? Um, and, and we've been talking about these five things. Today, last week, we talked about by grace, right? By grace alone. Um, and then this week, we're going to talk about through faith alone. And faith is, uh, is an interesting word right now. It's also, uh, it, can be, it can be toxic sometimes. We'll talk about that. But I would love it. Now, this past week, you guys have watched a lot of things happen. And I would love for you just to shout back to me some things that you have watched people put their faith into. Anybody can just play along right now. It's an all play. Toilet paper, exactly. Somehow, some way, toilet paper is going to save us. This is what we're going to do. What else have, have we seen people put their faith into? Mass. Say that again. Mass. The masses, like people, yeah. Did I hear the CDC? Yeah, yeah, awesome. What else have we put our faith into? The stock market. You know what? Interesting thought. I, I, uh, I didn't mention this last night, but I'm glad you guys brought that up because um, I was listening to a report on kind of like the volatility of everything, and they were trying to explain the stock market going up and down, up and down. And they said that the, this guy, this guy, you know, as far as I know, I mean, he may be a Christian, but he wasn't talking like that on, on, you know, on the radio. But he said that you got to understand that the stock market, let me see if I can get this right, is is based on confidence, trust, and belief. That's what he said that the stock market is based upon. Confidence in what's going to happen, trust in what the government is doing, companies are doing, and the belief of what's going to happen. You know, I thought, whoa, like the stock market is a lot about faith. (laughs) right? Um, that's actually a great definition, I think, of faith. Faith is confident trust, and that was two of the three words that, that they used. It's, it's really awesome to think about that, that faith is confident trust. What, what else have we put our faith into? So we've got things like toilet paper and, and the CDC and the stock market. Anything else? Anybody see, this might, be, this might be a little rough, man. Anybody see people put their faith in the president? Come on, man, do the right thing. The, the, honestly, the, the stock market did because when he did his announcement, that didn't do anything except tank us, right? So, so I think what's interesting is that whether you say you have faith today in God or not, it doesn't really matter. You have faith. Whether you believe in God or not, you have faith. It takes faith to believe in God. It takes faith to not believe in God. You're just putting your faith in something else. So to kind of like level set the room, here's what we do every single day and throughout our lives, and we're going to check in with ourselves right now. Number one, we will put our faith in other people. All the time, right? Whether that's the president, the House of Representatives, you know, whatever... You know, if it's Bernie Biden, I don't know who it is. Like, we, we put our faith in people, put our faith in our family, our spouse, our siblings. And so that's like one group of, uh, one place where we can put our faith. The other place where we can put our faith is we can put our faith in things. 
the stock market, toilet paper, right? Um, but I think the thing that's most interesting is when we put our faith in ourselves, right? Because I think that's what we can do most often is at the end of the day, look, you might not be able to get toilet paper but I'm, for, for me, but I'm going to go get it myself, you know? I'm going to make sure that I provide, that I'm gonna, I have faith in myself to get this done. And, and I think what's interesting about putting our faith in people, other people, putting our faith in things, or even putting our faith in ourselves, all of those things are distractions to what we really should be putting our faith into. And the reason is because, guess what? Other people fail us. Putting our faith in things ultimately fails us. And the, the roughest part is when we fail ourselves, right? And if you've lived any amount of life, you know that those three things, you've probably put your faith into any one of those three at any given time, and you've experienced the failure, right? And so we, we kind of know that when we put our faith in somebody, or we put our faith in something like the stock market, we have this like nagging thing in the back of our mind that is telling us this is going to all break at some point. And what then that produces, I think, is it produces this other word, which I think has been rampant through our country the last 10 days, is fear, right? Is fear. So I guess whiteboard time. Um, so uh, let's see how we're going to do this. So on one side, we have fear. And on the other side, we have faith. And when we put our faith in the things that are not going to serve us, that are going to end up failing us, it kind of drives us back to be fearful. Like, what can we put our faith into that's going to serve us, that's going to be something that is not going to change, right? And, and it's really, I think, this whole thing that we're talking, is it's fear versus faith. And, and we're constantly in this battle. What I'll tell you today is that when, mm, let's do it this way. Let's just, can we just kind of like figure this out? So imagine that this is a slider, right? You guys all know what a slider is? And you were to check in with yourself over the past week and net out like the place that you landed like most often, would you say that you've been living kind of like and breathing more on the fear side? Or would you slide the slider, oh boy, that's rough. Or would you say, I've been living over here? Have you been, kind of where are you in that, 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 that spectrum? Does everybody kind of know where you're at? Are you kind of picking a spot? Anybody want to tell me where they're at? Get some marks up here? Faith. On the faith side? Good old Mike is over here. He's feeling it. Anybody else? You're like right here. So Caleb is like right here. 
Somebody else somewhere, somewhere uh, anywhere else on the spectrum? Near the A in faith, so you're like right around here. Good. Anybody? Anybody here? Maybe I want to be that honest right now. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, like, um, if this was a slider for like confusion as what to do this weekend with church, like, <laughs> dude, like Friday. I was like, I, I can't go online right now. I can't say anything. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I am so confused. What is happening? Like, Disneyland is closed. The NBA is called off. What? No March Madness. Are we sad? Oh, my goodness. And so the level of confusion for me, like, not con- I guess it was confusion because, you know, you're just trying to figure it all out and, and you have different friends, like, uh, at other churches that are making their decision and all that stuff. And honestly, we made the decision. Um, I didn't really know what anybody else in the area was doing at the time. Um, we just, I asked our leadership team to pray about it. I asked our leadership team to, to really just um, kind of dig in. And, and, and we kind of laid out some options about what it could happen. And really what, what the areas of impact, right, Mike, what would be impacted if we were to, you know, whatever decision we were to make. And so we kind of landed on being here today, and um, I'm glad to see most of you are like three feet apart. Like, you know, family members, I think, are, are a little more closer, but it's okay. Um, and, and I'll tell you, uh, it's a wrestling match, right, to figure out what to do. But last night as we were here, I, I said, uh, there's, a, there's a right answer for somebody else down the street, and there's a right answer for us. And I think what was cool about last night is there's been a lot of things that we were, because we were here, a little bit of normal for people, but also taking precautions, but also to be able to here to minister to people because there's been some real tough things that have happened in the last three days. Um, you know, some lost loved ones, um, unrelated to the coronavirus, but just, just some tough stuff, some diagnoses that are just like crazy. So, um, so this is kind of the thing. I, I think the, the, the idea that faith is greater than fear or can be, I think, is what we're trying to figure out. How do we live there, right? Um, it's important when we think about faith that when the early reformers were talking, they were really saying like, hey, look, there is nothing else that you can do to receive salvation than to put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's, that's it. That's all you have to do. That's all that there is. There, there's not, through faith is how you're saved. You believe that Jesus was who he said he is. And I think for, for me, um, the question that I'll ask real quick um, is just this quick question that I think kind of gets at why through faith alone is it. So turn to your neighbor and answer this question quickly. How were the people in the Old Testament saved? How are the people in the Old Testament saved? All right. I know some of you were here last night. You guys know this is a trick question. Um, somewhat of a trick question. So, wow, so much chatter in the room. Um, it's amazing. Simmer down, guys. Like, wow. You guys are so social. You're social distancing. Um, so yell out what, uh, what somebody said. What do you got? The sacrifices, right? That's typically the answer. I, I want you to turn to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is a passage we're going to dive into in our growth groups this week. Um, 
By the way, growth groups will happen as long as the group host wants them to happen. Fair? Um, and uh, yeah, they'll have hand sanitizer. So Hebrews 11 is, the, is really, obviously, it's the faith chapter of Hebrews. It's amazing. There's all kinds of names. There's all kinds of different things that are named. Now, in that, it's talking about faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, right? Every, almost every, the beginning of every paragraph, right, says something to, to that effect. Um, y'all have some names to me about who's mentioned there. Abraham, Abraham Enoch, Enoch, Noah, Noah Abel, Abel, Abraham. Yeah, all of these people. These are all those that were even before the law was laid down, some of them, um, and then after. And so it's interesting to me that what's not, what's not mentioned? Your answer. <laughs> the sacrifices, right? So the, 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 those that, that lived in the Old Testament, they, they found God and they were made right with God by what? Their faith. And, and I, I want to I see us understand and, walk, and kind of walk through this a little bit because faith is the confident trust in God, confident trust. And I would even add, there's a slide for this, Grace, it says confident trust, but then there's this word that I'll add that really annoys me with Sarah because my wife, she is just annoying with this. And it's this idea, simple, confident trust is really where faith is. It's this childlike faith, right? And so when I'm stressing about whatever, making a decision about church or you know money stuff or whatever it might be, she always has to come in and be like, why are you stressing out? Like, God's got this. I'm like, yeah, why you gotta be make it so simple? Oh, like it's more complicated than that, isn't it? And so I think that this is our goal is to see that faith is simple, confident trust in our Lord. And to make it simple is sometimes really hard. Anybody there with me? Like just, oh, you know what? You're going through a really tough time. It's just God's got this. Like, oh my gosh. Like really? You don't understand. Like there's so much going on. But this is our goal. This is, this is our goal. And what we're learning, I think, is that today is a good move. Whether you are here or whether you're going to be, someone's going to be listening at 11 on the live stream or whatever, the, the move is to invest in your faith account. So if we were to, like, if these were tanks and, like, this is a level of the tank, right? I think the green one works. Um, and the level of our faith is outweighed by our level of fear. We're going to be living on this side a little bit more, right? So every time we think of something that is like, man, that's, that helps me your fear takes over and kind of like overcomes that. And, and what we do when we listen to the news constantly, some of us like love that. Some of us are like, I don't listen to the news because it's depressing. But when we, when we, some of us, like if you're on social media, like during Lent, like you're, you're, you're not taking that off or whatever or giving that up, um, you, you can't really, even it's hard to like edit your feed, right? So you're constantly seeing things that are all, are they, hopefully they're building up your faith, but a lot of it in the news and on social media is building this up, right? So it's, it's just 
pouring and investing, and there's all kinds of like, you've got all kinds of stuff in that fear tank. And, and if you're not careful, you can neglect the faith side of things and not have much to go on. So when somebody is talking about, oh my gosh, it's time to go get toilet paper, everyone freaks out, even though there's no good reason for it. And it's all because their fear is running the show. It's dominating their thoughts. It's dominating their actions. Is everybody with me on this? This is simple stuff, right? But why, why, so investing in our faith is where we need to be. It's why we have the soul workouts this Lent season. If you're not digging into that on the website every day, I think we're on day like 16 tomorrow. And it's just this daily time for us to invest in our faith, to put something in that tank. Because guess what? Some news report's gonna come out tomorrow. Some news report's gonna come out later today. It's gonna challenge your faith. And if we're not careful, our faith is going to wane or weaken over time. And that's what, I mean, in the Bible, even Jesus says, oh, ye of what? Little faith. And when we are living out of little faith, that's when we run scared. That's when, that's what Jesus connects, that little faith is, is connected to fear. And, and so I, I want us to understand that this is what's happening. And our goal, right, is to see this go down. People say I should use a, an eraser, but I don't think so. Um, to see that go down as far as it can go, and this to go up over time. And then what happens is that when you're in a conversation, and when you're, this is where it gets real and practical, when you're in a conversation, when you're um, speaking to somebody about whatever's going on, you're speaking from a place of faith rather than fear. And, and believe me, you can change the tone of a conversation. You can change the tone in a room simply by speaking from a place of faith rather than fear. Now, we're not talking about faith that's blind faith, like, oh my gosh, you know, we don't have to worry about anything. We're going to be wise. We're going to be smart about it. But we're also going to know that God is greater and that there is somebody that we have that has it all under control in the sense of we have put our faith in him. Um, so that, that, uh, that Hebrews verse that I think is important, Grace, is um, from verse 6, I believe. And without what faith? It is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I, I want to just say, there's, um, I'll do a talk at some point, and you guys, we've kind of talked about it here before, but there's this, always this decision that we have whenever we're, we're interacting with God, whether we're going to please God or we're going to trust God. And if we go down the road of pleasing God, what we end up doing is we realize that it's all about effort. It's all about earning. It's all about making sure that we do what's right. And what do we find out when we put our faith in ourselves is that what? It doesn't work out. So it drives us back to the, this is life, guys. This is free of charge. It drives us back to the fork in the road. And then we're like, you know what? Pleasing God didn't work. So let's go to the trusting God. 
And what I think is interesting about that passage, if you could put it back up, Grace, is that when we trust God, what that means is, what is faith? Faith is confident trust. When we trust God, that causes our faith to be placed in the right spot in God. It does what? With faith, we can please God. So we start with the faith. We start with the confident trust, and we end up pleasing God because of our, our faith in him, because of our confident trust. You guys with me on that? You guys with me on that? There you go. Okay, so the last thing I think that I wanted to mention is, well, the sacrifices. Why did they do that? I think what's interesting about fear and faith is that fear can cause us to do some things. It can cause us to clear the shelves at the grocery store. Fear can, right? Fear can cause us to run scared, to be freaking out everywhere we go because there's this underlying fear that we're working through and that we're allowing to drive us, right? Is everybody there? And at the same time though, faith can cause us to do some things too, right? Faith can cause us to do some things. It can cause us to, to worship God. Faith can cause us to dig into the word a little bit in the morning before we start our day. Faith can cause us to be light in dark places. It can cause us to change the conversation at work or, well, at home now, right? Um, so I think that that's what's interesting is that the reason why they were saved by their faith and they were accounted righteous because of their faith is because their faith caused, the, the sacrifices were a result of their faith. They were putting their faith in God and that was the economy at that time, was that the way that I do, I express that is through the sacrifice. Now we are a sacrifice, right? Now, this is something that we, we do. We offer our lives as a sacrifice to God. Out of what? So that we're saved? No, out of our faith in God. So if you were to think about this, this is what's interesting to me, is that we feel as though we have to hold on to God so much because that's what's going to save us, is that we're gonna have faith in God and we gotta really hold on tight. And, and I think, okay, that's fine. If that's how you're, where you're at today, that's cool. But I wanted to think of the picture that um, I had, I had um, heard this week where a, a, a parent and a child holding hands. The, if we're the child, it doesn't matter how much the child holds on to the parent's hand, right? The security comes from the parent. It comes from the dad or the mom. The reason why the child reaches out with that weak little hand is because they have faith that they're going to be safe with mom and dad, but the safety comes from mom and dad's hand being strong and stable and steady. Are you guys with me? So what's interesting to me about the faith is that our faith, why do we put our faith in God? Because God is faithful. Why do I put my hand in my mom or dad's hand? Is because I know they're going to be there for me. Some of you, we're going to sing songs about this um, in just the next few minutes. Some of you, 
You don't have anything historical that you can point to that says God was there for me, therefore I know that he's going to be there for me now. And when we don't have that, it's difficult to put our faith in God, right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that the word of God can change us. The word of God can well up inside and can cause us to really put our faith in God. And we believe that that happens every week at second place. But over time, our faith can really, in God can go down because we stop remembering how faithful he is. And if you're just a new Christian, you've got the whole Bible to say how God is faithful and has been faithful. And you've got to lean on the faithfulness of God in other people's lives to allow your faith to go into him as well. And it's by that faith that we see it. So what are you doing to allow faith to overcome fear this week? What are you doing that you're allowing faith to overcome fear this week? One of the things we can do is to constantly remind us that God is faithful. Some of you have stories to tell about even the past week or two, or the, this year already, or over your, over your lifetime that you have had, God has been so faithful to you, and so therefore you're, you're just excited to continue to put your faith in God. Some of you don't have that. And what we need to do is we need to invest in that faith account so that it, it truly overcomes the fear. So there's a lot that you can do. Um, and I want to read to you a couple of scriptures that I think are very helpful to boost our faith, especially in times like this. So Isaiah 43, Grace, is a, is a passage where just a couple of slides Verses one through, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You read that every morning, it's going to help your faith account, right? The bank can come up. Another passage, um, Romans, Romans 8. If you look at this, this is uh, verses 37 through 39. If you look at it, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Building up your faith account right now, right? This is what we need to hear. This is what we need to declare. This is what we need to confess and the last one, simple one from John 14, it just says this, says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus' words to us. So my question to you this week, as you get into these conversations, is how are you going to, it, well, maybe the question is this, how can faith overcome fear right now? You know, I was taking my own advice um, over the past couple of days because two weeks ago, I had said the question for the week was, um, what would honor God the most right now in this decision, right? 
And I was praying that and asking, God, what would honor you the most when it comes to second place this weekend? And this question this week is, how can faith overcome fear right now? You're going to be faced with decisions. You're going to be faced with it. And this is where it can be difficult, right? Because, well, if you have enough faith, you just go to church today. If you have enough faith, you just have church. Just do it. Like, have faith. And that can, be, that can become kind of toxic, right? Because you feel like you've been judged because you didn't do something or you did do something. And we don't live, what are, what are we reading in, in, uh, in Romans? We're not, we're not condemned. We're not, that's not what we live under. But to be able to sense and to, to be close to God enough to say, okay, this is how faith can overcome fear right now. This is how faith can overcome fear in my life right now with this person or this situation. I'll be praying for you this week because I believe that this room and this many people, we could literally change every single situation we go into this week if we choose to live out of faith versus fear. Faith may mean staying home. Faith may mean coming and serving at the food pantry on Tuesday. Faith may mean reaching out to your neighbor, staying home from growth group this week. It also may mean going to growth group this week, right? So why don't we stand? These songs that we're going to sing are going to take us really deeper into this idea of faith and God's faithfulness. And so today, um, man, take some time. This place is, is a free place. If you want to step aside, walk around, allow yourself to kneel, pray, um, whatever you need to do to get alone or to be without, it doesn't matter. This is a place where you can do what you need to do to just really process what's going on in our country today in our hearts. So Heavenly Father, we give you this time, Lord. We pray, God, that you would um, continue to move in us, Lord, and allow your presence to descend into this place. Lord God, it's already here. Jesus, you're already here. And so, Lord, we pray that your presence would be felt even stronger. And Lord, that we would be called to take steps, Lord God, into that faith, Lord God, that we have for you. Lord, it's because of your faithfulness, because what have you, what, of what you have done that we have faith in you, God. And so we praise you, we worship you, God, right now. Hear us as we sing, in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible says that, as Joe mentioned in Hebrews, where it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because you have to believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek Him. You gotta believe that He is, and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. You know, it's all about him. <laughs> it's not about our circumstances. It's not about whether it's positive or negative or... <laughs> Faith is not determination. Faith is surrender. It's surrender. Faith is surrendering to him, the one who exists, the one who is all-powerful, the one who is almighty God. It's trusting leaning not to your own understanding, but acknowledging Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path, right? Father, we thank you that it all begins and ends with you. You are the beginning and the end. You're the Alpha and the Omega. You are 
the beginning, the in-between. You are in difficulties. You are in amazing, amazing miracles. Father, our president has asked the church to have a national day of prayer today. And so we come in faith to you, knowing that you exist and that you are sovereign. We come to you and we ask you on our, on our nation's behalf. We repent and we surrender once again to your, your omnipotence. And Father, we come and surrender our hearts, our families, our lives in faith, trusting that you will work all things together for good because you are a good God. So Lord, we commit our families, our life to you, our workplace to you, our struggles and our victories to you, all to you, only to you. The unknown, the mystery. Father, we trust you in all our ways and acknowledge you. Father, give this nation a rebirth, a vision of who you are, that men and women across this nation would begin to turn to you in the midst of their need, and that your church would rise up to be that hand extended, that love extended, that faith extended. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for divine opportunities this week to be your hands extended. In Jesus' precious name, and God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you.